What's up, y'all? This is Chrysalis Sun, your favorite hostess in these podcast streets with Be The Vibe Radio. And I am basically wanting to come on here and talk some shit. So here's the deal. Uh, I be having a lot of ideas and opinions about stuff, right? But oftentimes my opinions are the unpopular opinion. It's, you know, a lot of times my ideas are just revolutionary or they just wholly go against the grain or go against the mainstream or go against what's popular. And a lot of times I'd be wanting to spark dialogue around these opinions that I have, but you know, I'd be on other people's platforms, like their social media groups or, you know, Facebook pages and things like that. And I just can't say the things I want to say because, you know, it's just, it's not my platform. So, you know, I, I sit a lot, I sit on a lot of my ideas. And then I thought to myself today, like, yo, like I have Be The Vibe Radio. Like that's the reason why I created this platform of my own so I can get on here and talk about all the things I want to talk about. So I have decided to birth this new series called The Unpopular Opinion. And this is just a series where I just basically talk about all the things that I want to talk about, talk shit, the, you know, the things that are controversial. Like that's what I really created this podcast for was to just talk a nitty gritty, real deal stuff about all things spiritual, but on the controversial side, you know, the, the, the non-mainstream side. So introducing the unpopular opinion, right? And to top it off, to start it off, tonight's topic, the very first episode in the unpopular opinion series is spirit don't care about race. So why this topic? <laughs> why this topic? Uh, because real talk, y'all, I am concerned. I <laughs> I be in on social media, on Instagram, Facebook. I be in some of these groups. I be in just you know talking with my metaphysical peers, and I'm really concerned for y'all. I'm concerned because there is a lot of hatred going on just to just put it on the table okay a lot of hatred towards white people and you know especially for those who are uh black you know black uh or you know nubian melanin whatever you want to call it you know uh so all of my brethren and my you know my my skin folk my kin folk um there is just a lot of anger and resentment and hatred towards white people. And I get it, right? I get it. I'm not even, I don't have to go into the history. I don't have to go into the facts. Like I understand it. I completely understand this resistance towards, you know, the colonizers, right? Um, however, when we talk about spiritual matters, uh, it is a whole different game. Our opinions, how we feel towards a certain group of people, it's a whole takes on a whole different meaning when we're talking about being spiritual, working with spirit, working with ancestors, and he doing healing work. And I'm specifically concerned about those who are call themselves healers, call themselves doing healing work, and they express openly express 
a hatred towards a specific group of people. Now, of course, I use white people as the example because that's, you know, right now the world is not happy with white people. <laughs> like all of all people of color, all, all of us, we're really, yes, we are very much exhausted and tired and fed up when it comes to the colonizer, white people, the, the you know, so we are, we are over it. We are tired of it. We're exhausted. I get it. Yes, that is the case. However, when it comes to being a, a healer and doing healing work and spiritual work, that's a higher calling. And you cannot call yourself a healer and hold hatred or harbor any type of hatred and anger towards a group of people. It doesn't work. There's a disconnect. So that is the reason why I'm wanting to address this, right? There's two specific things that are going on that I noticed, right? So you have people saying that white people cannot be initiated into ATRs, African traditional religions. Not only are they saying that white people cannot be initiated into these traditions, they're saying that any white person that has been initiated has had a false or uh, a fraudulent initiation. Okay, so that's the first thing that's going around. That is definitely not the case. That's not entirely true, okay? And I'm going to go into why. The second concern or the second thing that I'm seeing is my militant (laughs) black witches that are just, um, they are, how how would I say this? They are... They've been completely getting the whole ancestor worship or ancestor reverence wrong um, because they're very much against acknowledging or honoring any ancestor that is not black. So this is white ancestors included, but any other, you know, if they have Hispanic or, you know, any other, you know, European or, you know, Latin, South American, whatever ancestors, you know, and even Native American ancestry, they are refusing to acknowledge any ancestors that are not Black. And these are very detrimental practices or detrimental mindsets to have in these in the spiritual practices, right? So that's that's what I'm noticing and that's what I'm wanting to address with this episode. So I'm about to break down some realities when it comes to this topic about spirit and race. First of all, spirit doesn't give a fuck about respectability politics. Okay, second of all, spirit does not give a fuck about your prejudices, bigotry, or personal preference. Let me tell you what spirit does care about. Spirit is about what works versus what does not work. Spirit is about what is in alignment versus not in alignment. Spirit is about balance and bringing or and or bringing things back into balance, bringing things back into alignment. Spirit is specifically about elevation. Okay, and this is extremely important, this whole topic or this idea or concept of elevation, because this is the point of the spiritual practices. This is the point of working with our ancestors. This is the point of working with our spirit guides, spiritual court. This is uh, the point of us initiating into any type of African traditional religion or diasporic traditional religion. It is about elevation. Okay. Spirit cares about healing. 
Spirit cares about debt, either paying debt or collecting on debt. And those last three are the most important. Elevation, healing, and debt. That is what spirit specifically cares about. Okay? Now, with that being said, hatred does not support elevation and healing. Hatred and anger has no place in these spiritual practices because it does not support the elevation and our healing. So just like all of us are tired of white folks, spirit is tired of these looping circles or these looping cycles of suffering. Spirit is tired of our lack of healing, of not uh, uh, transcending certain uh, uh, patterns or certain generational curses. Like that is what spirit is tired of. And because spirit, are, you know, and when I say spirit, I'm including our ancestors, our spiritual core, our spirit guides, all of that. They're tired of it. They're, they're tired of these constant cycles of low vibration and karmic, you know, repetitive patterns and, you know, these, these, this constant generations of suffering. And so at this point, because they're tired of that and because they're wanting, again, to bring things into balance and bring things into alignment, they're utilizing every resource and source that they can use in order to pull us out of these cycles and to elevate us. And to be real talk, white people are one of those agents or one of those tools that spirit uses. So let me talk about my experiences and my, not my personal experience and what I've actually seen um, and observed. Let's go back to the topic of people saying, it being said that white people can't initiate into African traditional religions. First of all, I am a part of a Lukumi house that is very diverse. My Lukumi house is mainly uh, Black and Latino with some peppering of some white folks here and there, okay? And so my, you know, and let me tell you, my padrino, he is like super like activist, like all about, you know, black and brown rights, Chicano rights, you know, all of that. So he's very pro POC. Um, At the same time, too, though, my Lukumi house, my Ile is very, very LGBT. So you got a lot of gay and lesbians, you know, you got a lot of transgendered, uh, I have a lot of transgendered uh, God siblings. Um, and so that's another topic too, because a lot of people say that, you know, people who are LGBT can't be initiated. So this goes, this ties in, even though this episode isn't about that, what I'm saying ties into that as well, right? So um, my Ile is diverse, both on, uh, you know, gender identity, sexual identity, and um, ethnic identity, okay? What I have seen, any legitimate priest that is a priestess that's going to initiate a member into their house is going to do a reading. They are going to consult the spirits of the house in order to confirm whether or not the spirits give permission, And then any legitimate priest or priestess that does that is going to honor whatever that reading says, right? That has been my constant observation from 
not only my particular ELA, um, but other practices that I'm also a part of, other elders that I've seen. And also I've had elders confirm this, that, you know, it's not about how they feel. You know, they may or may not feel a way towards, towards, you know, white people. Um, But when they go to consult the spirits um, and the spirits give permission, then that's what the spirits are saying. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to initiations into the ATRs and um, uh, uh, DTRs, diasporic traditional religions, we're being we're asking permission to be to enter into the house of that of the spirits. It's the spirits' house that we're asking permission, and the spirits will say yes or no. And when they say yes or when they say no, they are it's based off of a person's lineage, their path, or or their character and or their character and or their readiness to initiate. So, right. So if someone is a no. It's not because they're, you know, whatever race they are. It's because whatever their lineage or their ancestors, there's no connection. Okay. And if someone is a yes, it's for those same reasons, because the ancestors and the lineage is a connection. So that is what I have consistently seen when it comes to initiating into African traditional religions. Um, now, there is talk about how, you know, when if a white person's initiated, it's a fake initiation. The person's only doing that for money. But real talk, honestly, what I've seen is that anybody could get a fake initiation just just so the priest or priestess can get paid. I've seen black folks with fake ass initiations. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about that. I mean, you know what I'm, my point is that a fraud's a fraud. A scammer's a scammer. It doesn't matter who, what race you are. Now, mind you, white folks may be more susceptible to it because, you know, we, they are privileged and they tend to have, when they come, you know, with the, to, to be brought into these traditions, they usually have the money to pay, you know? So if a priest or priestess is already a scammer, they're going to be more likely to initiate whoever's got the money. And typically white folks got the money to, to pay for these initiations, but they'll do the same thing to anybody else who's got money. So it's 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 not even about that. Right. I really want to make this clear because I know quite a few white priests and priestesses that are legitimate who have come from legitimate and prestigious houses who um, have gone through their initiations, paid their dues, studied, you know, are become legitimate elders. And to me, it's it's a disrespect to them and their path to just pass them off and dismiss them and say, oh, you're white, so this must not be real. You know, because like I said, there's a lot of Black folks whose initiations ain't real. So, you know, and it's the way I would feel about any elder that's paid their dues. You know, it's extremely disrespectful, not only to that elder, but to their spirits as well, you know, to just pass that off. So that that is the first thing that I want to I want to address. My experience with my ancestors, um, all my ancestors ain't black. (laughs) All of my ancestors are not black. I have quite a few uh, indigenous ancestors. I have quite a few, uh, white ancestors and I have quite a few, um, Latin, Latino and West Indian, uh, ancestry. (laughs) So, um, 
I am very much, you know, of course, ancestor reference is my one of my foundational practices besides Buddhism, you know. So before anything else, it was ancestor reference. I'm very much about honoring my ancestors. And for me, with my connection to my ancestors and me being so a big advocate of ancestor reference, I'm very much about honoring all of your ancestors or your blood relatives that deserve to be honored. Okay. And that's a whole other discussion about um, elevated versus non-elevated ancestors. So, and I will discuss that a little bit later. Um, So my rule, because I have a certain agreement and covenant with my ancestors, when I do work with other people, I'm not allowed to turn anybody away. You know, if it's for race, um, if I turn anybody away, it's, it would have to be because they're not in alignment or, you know, I did a reading and my ancestors said no, but I can't just turn a white person away because they're white or I can't just turn a Latino person away because they're Latino. I don't have that option with the type of agreement that I have with my ancestors because doing so dishonors them and it would offend them for me to do that. Okay. So that's my experience as far as my ancestors. Now, same thing with my spirit guides. And let me tell you, my spirit guides are way more diverse than my ancestors. So I have got um, spirit guides from Puerto Rico. I have spirit guides from uh, the South. Um, you know, I have Congo spirit guides. I have gypsy <laughs> spirit guides. I have a Native American spirit guide. I have um, Hindu spirit guides, um, which actually come out of my dad's side from Trinidad. And, you know, that's something else I need people to understand, too, is that especially for those who have ancestry in the West Indies, a lot of people, a lot of different ethnicities migrated to the West Indies, you know, so it's not going to be surprising to find a Hindu spirit guides or Irish spirit guides. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, yes, I have Hindu spirit guides. Um, Let me see. So those are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I have some spirit guides that are French and speak French. Um, You know, I do know that, um, you know, and that's just me. I'm not going to, I was going to speak about my partner, but I'm not going to put his spirit guide business out there on these streets. So I'll just speak about mine. Um, But he is spirit. I will say this, his spirit guides that really show up with his strongest magic are European. And I won't say which, you know, European country, um, but his are, a lot of his are European, you know? So I say all that to say that I have very strong uh, spirit guides with me and they come from very diverse backgrounds. And again, if I were to just shut them down because they're not black, I would be denying myself access to a lot of magic and a lot of healing and a lot of their mysteries that they're wanting to show me. Okay. So I want to just offer you some things to consider, okay? And we'll talk first with dealing with your ancestors. Um, the first thing I want you to consider is that some of us have white ancestors. A lot of us have white ancestors. Now, you know, especially from the diaspora, um, we know the history here. 
we know the history of you know slavery exploitation forced labor um colonialism we we have a lot of us have white ancestors and at the end of the day if we're really truly talking about healing and elevation and doing ancestor reference, we have to look at and address these white ancestors. And the reality is that if if they're coming to you and they are helping your life, like improving your life, if they're elevating you, if they're beneficial in your life, it would serve you to honor them, period. Okay. Um, so that is that's that's the reality. You know, we have to look at all sides of our ancestors. Something else to consider, something else I want y'all to think about is that some white folks aren't as white as they think. <laughs> right? This is something that I also want you guys to consider. All right. A lot of, especially when it comes to, um, and actually I know that a lot of, it's not just blacks that did it, did this, but a lot of other, um, uh, people of color did this, but specifically blacks, if they could pass for white, then they would do it. They would, there's a lot of stories of black folks who looked white, married a white spouse and lived as a white person and just can and just had children hoping their children didn't look black and then you know these children are brought up thinking that they're white too and then that just continued on or whatever and then they get these dna tests and they found out that they're black you know like years decades down the line right so a lot you know that's uh, everything you know i've said this before that in spirituality nothing is what it seems on the surface and that is in, and that includes our ethnic identity especially for those of us in the diaspora we can't say for sure that we are a specific ethnic identity because we just don't know the same applies for white folks a lot of white folks out here are really black because they had a great a black great grandmother or great grandfather who looked white and married white and then had white looking babies and then they just, they all just thought they was white. <laughs> um, something else I want you to consider is the idea of this debt, right? Remember earlier I mentioned that spirit cares about collecting debt and paying debt. Um, for me, when I look at the bigger picture, the ultimate debt to pay, like the ultimate way to pay a debt, especially if we're talking about white people and um, a lot of the things that their ancestors have to atone for, what biggest way to pay that, that debt is for that person or group of people to serve the gods of those that, that, that they've oppressed? Because remember, when you are a priest or priestess of a religion, an African traditional religion, you are serving those spirits, those deities, those gods or goddesses. So if you've got somebody whose ancestors were slave owners, it's not far-fetched that part of their spiritual debt that they've acquired from their ancestors is to serve Black-ass spirits, Black-ass gods. (laughs) And on the flip side, when you talk about paying debt, you know, with these spirits, um, 
a lot of these spirits, these ancestors are coming to us because they they want they need to atone for things. So they're wanting to serve us and assist us and guide us as a way to atone for this particular history or this particular these particular atrocities that were committed. So those are the those are some things that I want to want you to consider when we talk about race. And something else I want you to consider and think about when it comes to elevation, because remember, the ultimate goal of all of this shit is to elevate, to ascend, to pull ourselves out of the suffering, to break generational curses, to hopefully get the lesson so we don't have to come back to ghetto ass earth, <laughs> and to stop having to reincarnate, all of that, right? So elevation is the ultimate goal. And we are interdependent and we work collectively and cooperatively with the spiritual realm in order to achieve this elevation. Because when we elevate, they elevate, right? When we elevate, our ancestors elevate. When we elevate, our spirit guides, our spiritual core elevates. So elevation, in regards to that, not all Black ancestors are here for our good. And not all white ancestors wish us ill. And this is the thing that I really, 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 really like why I get concerned when I'm in these groups and I, and I, I'm seeing all these, and it's always these black witch groups, right? And I'm seeing all this hate and anger being in all, oh, anti everything, white, anti, whatever. Um, blackly, black, 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 black. (laughs) But at the end of the day, like not all of our ancestors are here for our elevation. And so you know, there was always this whole talk, all, you know, it was always this controversial talk about what do we do with white ancestors? Do we ignore them or do we honor them? And a lot of responses in those groups will be women who will say that they just, they don't, uh, you know, they don't give any reference, any honoring to their white ancestors. My, my response is that I honor any ancestor or any spirit guide that is here for my benefit, here for my highest good, here for my elevation, period. And honestly, that is how it's supposed to be. And that's really the only way that you're going to elevate. So, you know, we can't ignore the faults of our ancestors just because they're Black. The same way that we can't dismiss the blessings and the benefits of our ancestors because they're white. We heal through our ancestors. We can't heal what we ignore. And, you know, that's the reason why my very, very first episode in this podcast was about ancestor reverence. Because for me, my personal experience has been that uh, my ancestor practice and, and, and reverence has been the biggest catalyst for my healing work. That is what it's for. You know, we have, and this is something else too, because we were being cut off from our traditions there's this mass push from our ancestors, from our spirit guides to reconnect from, you know, with our traditions that have been lost, to heal through those traditions. We can't do that if we're so closed off to other possibilities when it comes to our ancestor reverence. So those are the things that I want you to consider and think about in terms of this race the topic of race when it comes to the ancestors. 
Now, what do I want you to consider or think about when it comes to spirit guides? The first thing is that our spiritual court is diverse by default, especially if we are in the diaspora. Okay. A lot of us forget that our African traditional religions, our diasporic traditional religions are inclusive. That's actually the reason why you see a lot of similarities across the board when it comes to a lot of these different traditions, because even though they're technically different religions, you'll see certain similarities and practices based on the area, the region, you know, the, where these uh, practices are, um, these traditions are practiced. The reason why is because our ancestors incorporated into their spirituality, anything that uh, complemented it and aligned with it, even if it was a different a different religion, different practice. So with that being said, um, you know, when, when it comes to the, the diaspora, you know, something else that was very important in these traditions is that They're all about honoring the spirits of the land and honoring the spirits of the land of where you're located. So, um, when you're coming, when you're, you know, when you have ancestors that were brought here as in bondage and now they're being mixed with the indigenous people who are here and their oppressors and you know it starts to become this melting pot they're incorporating in these these are the practices and and picking up spirits picking up the honoring of spirits and now creating this whole diverse system spiritual system and so that is why our spiritual guides spiritual court if you're in a diaspora, is diverse by default. One, because of our lineage and our ancestry being diverse, but two, because we have spirit guides that we inherit from our ancestors, and we have spirit guides that we pick up for our own personal growth or our own particular mission here on Earth. So... This goes into my next point that I want to really drive home and have you guys think about is that our spirit guides are here to help us. They're here to help us again, elevate, accomplish our mission, you know, reconnect with these lost gifts, these lost traditions. How are we, how are they going to help us if we are closed off? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, they can't help us if we're not letting them help us. If we're just saying, well, you know, you're white or you're Asian or you're whatever, and you're not my black ancestor, you're not a black spirit guide, so I'm not going to have you help me. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are severely limiting ourselves and we are severely stunting our growth by having that mindset. Something else that I want you to consider when it comes to your spirit guides and really think about, and I'm I'm probably repeating this, I know I'm repeating this because it's actually such a very important thing to consider, is that we limit ourselves by dismissing groups of spirit guides because they don't fit 
our idea of what spirit guides should be, or they're not the correct race that we want them to be. And I'll tell you this, I've noticed that any any witch or, you know, magical practitioner, whatever you want to call bruja, healer, you know, root worker, whatever, they, I've noticed that they're very, um, they don't advance. They don't, uh, they reach a certain point and they're unable to advance or go to the next level because they're not willing to access the spirits that are helping to bring them to that next level. So these people, these women, these um, and men too, are very limited when they dismiss their certain spirit guides because they just don't want to acknowledge that they've got a spirit guide that's a different race from them. And I'm going to give you an example of ex- why this is so important. I'm going to ex- I'm going to give you a personal story. So a couple personal stories. So something I noticed in a lot of these witch groups is, especially the black ones, is like this complete like uh, adamant or resistance to Christianity, because Christianity is the religion of the oppressor. All right. Um, now, granted, it is, but also keep in mind what I said about our ancestors ability or uh, to include or be inclusive when it comes to other traditions. So Christianity was, was um, a lot of our ancestors converted to Christianity hundreds of years before we started even being brought over to the diaspora as slaves. And they actually incorporated Christianity into their indigenous or their African traditional religion, religious practices. So this was already something that was going on before they were brought to the diaspora. Now, we can argue that it was forced, but the reality, too, is that a lot of people willingly converted to Christianity, right? And there's historical records of that. And, you know, people can can debate history or whatever, but I'm not about to debate it um, because that's not the point of this, of this, right? And again, of course, this is my platform for me to talk shit. So I'm just going to lay it out there, all right? Uh, unpopular opinion is that a lot of our ancestors willingly converted to Christianity and incorporated those practices into their indigenous traditions, okay? So... But there's a lot of, you know, adamacy and resistance to Christianity from Black witches. But my issue with that is, first of all, a lot of these women are hoodoo practitioners and hoodoos are Christians. Everything in hoodoo is Christian based. Like, well, I won't say Christian based, but it's powered by Christian magic, (laughs) The prayers, the psalms, um, you know, the using of crosses and holy oil and holy water. And, you know, uh, the kudu was birthed out of the Christian, the black Christian culture. So already there's a disconnect. OK, so if you are anti-Christian and you black, then you need to you can't be you. But we really should got no business practicing hoodoo or doing or hoodoo work, first of all. So that's one example. Now, for me, I when I started on my spiritual journey, I very much was against Christianity because it just didn't resonate with me. 
I'm just now returning to it and appreciating it, both for its spiritual lessons, but also because there's a lot of magic in Christianity. So there was a time where my ancestors were requesting that I go to church and not just like any church. They wanted me to go to a Baptist church. I hadn't set foot in church in years, so I was resistant to it. I didn't go. It took me about three or four months to finally go to church. And the morning that I was going to church, I started having dreams. They started showing me spells, hoodoo spells. So every Sunday morning before I would wake up to go to church, I would get a dream where they're showing me, teaching me something about like a specific how to make hot foot powder, how to make brick dust, how to, you know, certain prayers, how to, you know, so that's when I started realizing, oh, that's why they're wanting me to go to church because it activates those specific groups of spirits, the ones, my ancestors that practice hoodoo. Okay. So that's one example. So another example is um, in one of these groups, um, there a girl had lit a candle to a saint, a Catholic saint, and her altar blew up, right? Like it caught fire. It was like this whole thing. And of course, the women in the group were saying that the reason why is because, oh, what are you doing lighting candles to saints and, you know, white saints and, you know, we don't do that here and, you know, completely just like, you know, red sister filth over her lighting this candle to this saint. Um, But for me, most of my spirit guides are very much activated by Catholic, like saints, Catholic practices, Catholic ritual. So real talk, most of my um, work that I do as far as just like my spell work, my spiritual baths, like a lot of that stuff that you guys get on my website and purchase is powered through the, my Catholic spirits, you know, my spirits that are um, have an affinity with, with, with Catholicism. So whereas now this one sis will probably never look at a Catholic saint again. Now, mind you, I'm sensing that there was something that drew her to the Catholic saint. Um, so I'm sensing that she does have some types of ancestors or spirit guides that are connected to Catholicism. It just might have not been that particular saint that she was supposed to use. But now she's not going to ever, ever explore that possibility because, for one, she had the experience of her altar catching fire. But then, two, everybody in the group made her feel bad for lighting a candle to the saint. You know, so my point is that now she's possibly limited. My point also is that if I were to follow that same mindset, I would be closing myself off to about 80% of my spirit guides because and ancestors because they are very much connected to Christianity, right? The religion of the oppressor. So that is what the main, if I don't drive home anything else, I want to drive home the point that 
when you have that mindset that I'm just not going to fuck with this because this is white folk shit, or I'm not going to mess with this because that's Asian shit or that's Latino shit, you are closing yourself off to a lot of possibilities for advancement and knowledge and skill building and connecting with your ancestry. You are guaranteed to stay stagnant. You are guaranteed to stay stuck or to only reach a certain platform and not be able to advance because of that mindset. You also run the risk of offending your spirits. So these a lot of these same women who are so adamant about not fucking with shit because it's, it ain't black, then they wonder why their spells aren't working. They wonder why their prayers aren't being answered. Because not only are they closing themselves off um, to the spirits that would be activating and and pretty much bringing them these things and performing these works for them on the other side, on the spiritual side, but now they done pissed off these spirits. So now these spirits don't even want to fuck with you because you're you're offending them. And then they, you know, then they wonder why this shit ain't working. So here is what I want to challenge you to do. First, be (laughs) open-minded. Because like I said, spirit don't care about your respectability politics. It don't care about you, your preferences. Spirit don't care about your prejudices or your your bigotry. You must be open-minded when you embark on this spiritual path, especially when you're working with your ancestors, especially when you're working with your spirit guides. So first, I want to challenge you to be to be open-minded. I also want to challenge you to be willing to explore. Because again, this is about your elevation, your in he- your healing, your advancement. And you can't really know like the thing about spirituality is that it's always going to put you outside of the realm of you, of, of being comfortable. If your practice is not making you uncomfortable, you're not doing it right. That's just the real deal. Talk about that. So in order to really kind of to push yourself out of your comfort zone, you have to be willing to explore. You have to be willing to pick up something or tradition or look into something that you may not be comfortable with or that you may be outside of your 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 comfort zone or that you may not be familiar with or that you may, may even be resistant to. Okay, and it's so funny, you know, a lot of black spiritualists talk shit about Wicca, right? And, you know, they talk about how it's not real and, again, how it's white folk shit and how black folks need to not be practicing Wicca. Um, now, Wicca comes specifically out of Europe. It comes specifically out of London, out of the UK. Um <clears throat> And so, but then again, like I said, we have, some of us have lineage and ancestry connected to the UK. Some of us, some black folks can do Wicca. Now I can't because that just is not a part of my particular lineage or my particular, you know, I've never been able to get a Wicca spell to work for me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that another sister or another brother, you know, who can't, can't, can't do it. So, but you won't know unless you're willing to explore. You know, I found out that Wicked don't work for me because I, I was willing to explore it. 
you know, and I picked up hoodoo, even though hoodoo never really, like, I never thought to do hoodoo, um, but I picked it up and I was willing to explore it once I started finding out that I had connections to the South, you know, ancestry and, and spirit guides. So my point is, you have to be willing to explore because that's the only way that you're going to find out, first of all, what is elevating you, what's advancing you. Um, that's the only way that you're going to be able to uh, improve your skill. That's the only way that you can even find out what magical systems work for you. So I'm challenging you to be willing to explore. The most important thing I'm challenging you to do is to work through your anger and hate for the purpose of releasing it. Um, because hate has no place in spiritual practice. Um, and if there is anger, let the spirits be angry. Let them work that out. Don't be the vessel for that. Because yes, we do have angry spirits. Now it's interesting because, um, well, I don't want to say, yes, we do have angry spirits. We do have angry ancestors. And that's something else I kind of probably should bring up is the fact that a lot of, you know, sisters and brothers in this in my community are expressing an anger that is not even wholly theirs. Like they're they're feeling the anger of their ancestors and they don't know how to integrate and channel it in a way that's constructive. So that's what makes them militant and resistant. And it's actually self-destructive. So that is why it's important to work through the anger, pinpoint it. Is it yours? Is it your ancestors? Is it your spirit guides? Is, is it a combination? And work to release it because those vibrations are not ever going to allow you to, to elevate. Um, the last thing I want to challenge you to do is to continue to learn who your ancestors and spirit guides are. Because that's really important. The whole point is connection because we've had our connection severed. But now we're in a space of freedom and, and access to information and access to elders for us to actually be able to pick these things up, these traditions up, pick these ancestors up, pick these spirit guides up and work with them and learn from them and, you know, create this working relationship, you know, but we can't do that if we're we're refusing to to look at them and we can't do that if we're will, being willfully ignorant so continue to really just to learn who you are and learn your background learn who you have around you spiritually okay so that is, I guess, pretty much all I got. I know I pretty much said a mouthful, um, but that is all I have for uh, this first edition of The Unpopular Opinion. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to my shit talking <laughs> and my unpopular opinions about things. Um, you know, you guys have been so great. I've been getting such wonderful feedback about Be The Vibe Radio. So, you know, of course, I'm continuing to get these episodes out. I actually really, really enjoy recording these podcasts. And um, I really enjoy interacting with you all on this platform. So, you know, continue to give me the feedback. If anyone has any ideas of topics or things that they want me to talk about on here, definitely reach out. 
you can do so uh, several ways uh, through my website, be the vibe. I have a contact form. You can email me at therapeuticvibrations at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Instagram, chrysalis underscore sun, Facebook, chrysalis sun. Now, I think uh, with all this craziness going on with this coronavirus and like this fear energy and you know, all of this, the the elections going on and it's just, I'm probably going to take a break from Facebook, real talk. So that may not be the best platform. Top of the fact that I got a ton of friend requests I haven't even responded to. I haven't even looked at my friend requests in months. So Facebook, not so much, but Instagram, definitely. Um, of course, on my, my if you want more access to me and or one-on-one interactions, definitely join my uh, online community, my Be The Vibe members. Um, monthly subscription, sign up, you get access to exclusive content, uh, one-on-one uh, webinars, conference calls, um, you know, Definitely post a lot of stuff on there that is not <laughs> available to the public. Um, videos and things like how to the how-to videos, tutorials, spell work, just everything. So be the vibe membership. If you go on my website, there's a pop-up and you can join. And um, so that's an option as well. And that's it. That's all I got. Um Definitely, I hope that this conversation that I had here sparked some things in, in you um, for those listening and got you guys thinking and considering some things. Because that's that's the point <laughs> is to get you guys thinking. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. So you have a wonderful day, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Definitely be blessed, be safe, and peace and blessings.